Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to Spotlight today. So it's going to be all about intuition and the three emotions that help to foster or grow intuition. But before we get into that, I've got some exciting news that I wanted to share with uh, my whole family, my my soul intuition family, which is you if you're listening. So here's the great news. I was able to, uh, well, I guess I am marrying the man of my dreams. So I had a really great experience. Uh, Gerald asked me to marry him last week, and I just wanted to share that experience with you and uh, bring you in on that. So, as you know, Gerald and I have been dating for about two years. It's been uh, more serious in the past uh, six months, and we just, uh, when we met each other, we both were just out of marriages and, and had not anticipated or planned on getting into another relationship, but as things fell into place, it just felt like he was my missing puzzle piece, and I was his, and uh, so... Anyway, on Saturday, Gerald said, Allison, we are going to go on an epic date. You need to clear your entire day. I just want to really treat you like a queen. I want to take you on this date. And uh, so it began in the morning. He, uh, We woke up. Actually, one of my favorite parts of the day was where we stayed in bed and snuggled for about an hour after we woke up. But then he whisked me away off to breakfast at a local restaurant. And when we sat down, we were in a booth. And he pulled out of his pocket those little uh, candles that you can turn on, the little tea light candles that are electronic. So we had a candlelight breakfast. We set a goal to kiss 1,000 times that day. And we got to a really great start at breakfast. We felt like teenagers making out there in the, the booth of the restaurant. It wasn't very crowded, but, uh, but it was just beautiful. And uh, after that, we, we headed off to a really fun uh, thing called Boondocks where they have mini golf and laser tag and go-kart racing. And when we got there, a bunch of friends met us there. And it was so fun. But what made it even more fun was that as we got there, Gerald and his friend Josh pulled out this big bin of costumes and clothes and wigs. And uh, we all got to dress up. So I was wearing this hot pink wig and this silver suit. If you go to my Facebook page, you can uh, see some pictures I'm going to post today. And uh, we just had a really fun time. And a really nice experience, just laughing and playing and having fun. And that's what, you know, I love so much about Gerald. One of the things I love about him is just every moment is a magic moment. So we just had a fun time, lots of laughter, lots of playing, lots of competition. And after we got done with that, he had arranged for me to get a beautiful massage back at our house. And that was amazing. And then... He said, okay, Allison, we're going to go up into the mountains. So we went up to our condo in solitude. And outside the condo, his brother, Clint, met us uh, with our friend, Nisa. And Gerald said, let's go on a walk. And so we started walking down this path. And there was a little detour. And Gerald said, let's go this way. So we started walking down this path. And before long, it was just dusk. So things were just getting dark. I see in the distance in the forest these glowing lights, these magical lights. And suddenly we walked into this clearing right by a stream with all these canopy of pine trees overhead. And there were lights 
strung all about, and there was a table there, and candles on the table, and romantic music playing, and and a whole dinner that had been catered and brought in. And as I stepped into this magical clearing in the forest, one by one, some of our friends started popping out from behind trees and all giving us hugs. And about this time, I'm like, huh, I think something may be going on. <laughs> but uh, but it uh, was magical. Gerald had me stand in the middle of a circle and just go around and, and receive love from all of our friends. And then the last person I got to was him. And there he was standing and he grabbed my hands and he knelt down on one knee and professed his love for me, declared how our whole life had led up to that moment. And as he knelt there proposing to me, I just had a flashback of gratitude for all the moments in my life that led me to where I am. And and I could almost hear playing in my mind that that song, God Bless the Broken Road that led me here to you. And I thought about all the, the key players in my life. And only I don't like to think of my road as broken. I like to think of it as perfect. I thought about all the magical moments that had led me to be standing there in that forest uh, with Gerald at that time. And and uh, before he even finished, I, <laughs> I said yes and just started kissing him. And he had a beautiful ring there. He had this beautiful romantic dinner. And, and again, you can go to my Facebook page to, to see more about this adventure. Gerald has posted the whole video of the proposal on his page. I'll share that on mine as well and uh, the whole epic date. But I wanted to share that with you. And, and one of the reasons that I wanted to share that with you is because sometimes I think we're at these certain parts of our life and we don't ever know if things are going to work out. We don't know where we're going to be in the future. And, and as Gerald knelt there proposing to me, I thought of all those moments of heartache, those moments of struggle, along with all the beautiful and wonderful moments too. But I, I had this thought in my mind, I wonder if the me three years ago or two years ago, that was just at the end of this 20-year marriage whose heart was so broken, would have ever thought that I would feel whole and complete again, would have ever thought that I could feel more love and more completion than I've ever felt in my life. And so if you're in that moment right now where you're maybe wondering if you're ever going to find the right person for you, if you've got a broken heart, or maybe it's just that you've got another struggle going on in your life, just remember that you're on the perfect path for you and everything's going to work out. And remember that when you're in those moments uh, where you have, <laughs> have an opportunity to feel the love and to feel the success, that you really take a moment of gratitude to celebrate that. So thank you for celebrating with me. Thank you for all the great wishes and congratulations on Facebook. And uh, I'll keep you posted on, on this journey with my, my fantastic soulmate. And I do have to say that intuition led me to that point. I, I still remember it. I've shared this with you. I'm sure you've heard this if you've been listening to my show about that moment in time where I was so broken and I was so sad and I was so confused about what to do at the end of my marriage. I was so depressed, in fact, that I was on antidepressants. I remember waking up one morning not even knowing if I wanted to live anymore. And uh, that's when I felt God's love in the form of a sunbeam shining through my window on my face and got an idea to hike to the top of the mountain and write a letter to myself from my higher self, from God, to tap into my intuition to really find the answers that were right for me. And it was on that mountaintop, in that moment, 
a few years ago where I got the answer that it was time to graduate from this marriage, that there were better things awaiting me and awaiting him. And it was the courage that I had to act on that intuition to say, okay, there are people around me that may have different ideas of how my life should look or different ideas of what would bring me happiness. It's when I surrendered and said, what is it that I know would bring me happiness? And when I really listened to that intuition that I found the answers I was looking for that led me here today. So that's why I'm so passionate about teaching people about intuition. That's why I'm here today on this call. That's why it's so important, these three emotions that we're going to talk about, that you develop these, that you foster these emotions so that you can experience more intuition, so that you can have that moment in time in the future where you say to yourself, I've made it. I'm here. And so that you can enjoy every step along the way. So here are what the three emotions are, and I want you to write these down because these are so important. We're going to bring Lori Richens on here in a little bit. She's going to talk about her experience with these uh, emotions and with fostering her intuition as well. I want you to write these down because these are so important. These are the three emotions that will help you to be able to tap into your intuition. These are the three things that you can develop that will help you be able to grow your intuition more than anything else. So write these down. Number one, the emotion or feeling of success. Number two is love. And number three is empowerment. And as we go throughout this show today, I'm going to be giving you some tips and sharing with you some experiences that will help you be able to step more into that place of success and love and empowerment. Why is success such an important emotion? Why is it important that we celebrate our successes and that we feel successful? Well, it's because your intuition operates from your subconscious brain. And your subconscious brain operates on a reward system. So the subconscious brain is programmed to avoid pain Subconscious brain is programmed to avoid pain and receive rewards. So what do I mean by that? Well, if there's something that you associate with pain, then your subconscious mind is going to tell you to avoid it. If you are always constantly saying to yourself, well, I'm just not intuitive. I can't do things. I made the wrong choice. Then what you're doing is you're feeding your brain, you're training your brain to believe that you are intuitive, you're training your brain to link pain and failure to intuition. But if you constantly recognize and celebrate your success stories, then you'll train your brain to want more. You'll train your brain to look for the successes, to be intuitive. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I shared this story with you this morning, to celebrate my success. And I think oftentimes we get afraid to celebrate our successes. We don't want to sound like we're bragging or that we're full of ourselves. We want to be humble. And so we hesitate to share these moments when we have these intuitive wins. But they're so important to recognize. And as I'm talking today, I want to share a couple of intuitive wins that have been really important to me in my life. And as I share these with you, I want you to think of what are some success stories you've had? What are some times you've listened to your intuition and it's blessed your life or it's blessed somebody else's life? And I want you to write those down. Maybe even share those today on Facebook or with a friend. 
in a way that's going to help your brain link intuition to success. So the first story I want to share today is very near and dear to my heart. It's a story um, that I've shared in the past. You may or may not have heard me share this story, but I really want you to listen with new ears to this story because it's so important. And as I share this story, it's not only important for you to hear so that you can be inspired to think about the successes you've had with your intuition, but it's also for me. It's so that I can remind myself that, yes, I'm intuitive, that, yes, my intuition helps other people, that my intuition can help make the world a better place, and so can yours as you step into it. So there was one time where I had just gone out to lunch with my son. It was uh, at a bakery restaurant called Meters, and at the end, I was checking out. I had to get something, and, of course, they had very strategically placed all the beautiful pastries and desserts right there in a glass case as you're going to check out at the register. And as I stood there, there was a bit of a line. I noticed these beautiful sugar cookies decorated in a springtime theme. And I just thought, wow, these cookies are amazing. And I really feel inspired to bring some to my friend. And as I stood there... First of all, I had to get overcome fear. We talked about this on the last show. If you listened to the last show where we talked about the three emotions that prevent you from feeling intuition, you also heard the story. I had to get over this moment of fear where I thought, oh, it'd be weird if I showed up with these cookies. Would it be, you know, I don't really have enough time. I had all these excuses about not bringing these cookies to my friend. But as I surrendered that fear, as I surrendered to the feeling that I just needed to bring her those cookies, I got some as I was checking out. And I'll never forget stopping by her house on the way home with these beautiful sugar cookies from Neaters knocking on the door. And her face as she answered the door, she'd been crying. And there was something obviously wrong. When she saw the sugar cookies in my hand, she started crying even more. She beckoned me in after a while and after she could talk, when she gathered herself together a little bit, she shared with me that her sister had passed away the day before she had taken her own life. And uh, she'd had some problems and issues for a while, so it wasn't too big of a surprise, but it was still devastating to my friend. And she was, in her desperation, her prayer said, just let me know I did enough for my sister. Just let me know she still loves me, even though she's not here anymore. And that's shortly after when I knocked on the door. And um, she was so touched and crying so hard because her sister, every time she came into town to visit, would stop at this very same restaurant I was at and would get her the sugar cookies of the season and bring those to her door. And that was her way of showing love to her. And because I was willing to listen to that intuition, because I was willing to listen to that prompting, because I brought those cookies to her, I was able to be an instrument in God's hands that day and helping someone in need. And, you know, it's not that I'm super special or that I'm some kind of spiritual being, you know, even though I believe we all are, but it's not that I'm more unique or more special than anybody else. It's just that I was willing to listen to my intuition. I was willing to surrender to that feeling. And that was and has been a huge motivator for me when I feel like I'm not being intuitive, when I feel like my intuition is not making a difference in the world, when the action steps that I'm doing or the, the promptings that I'm getting 
aren't powerful enough or <laughs> aren't making the difference that I think they should make in the world. I reflect back onto that story. And that was just one person. And it was somebody that was hurting. But it's through that one person that we can help the world through our intuition. Uh, there was another another story I want to share that's more recent, and this was a really interesting story. Uh, I started, my intuition started prompting me, Allison, you need to go to California. I'm actually in California today. Allison, you need to go to California. And Allison, Clint needs to come with you. Clint's Gerald's brother. He's a master healer. Now, Clint has been living in India. He'd been in 30 days of silence, um, you know, with quarantine and COVID and different things, We, you know, the, the chances of him coming here. I didn't even know what that looked like, but I just kept getting this intuitive feeling. So I remember telling Gerald, Gerald, will you just call Clint and invite him to come to California with us? And uh, Gerald said, well, Allison, you know, he's probably still in his 30 days of silence. I don't even know if he could come here. I said, just call him. So I'll never forget, Gerald picked up the phone and I overheard this conversation. Gerald said, no way, are you serious? So obviously Clint was out of his 30 days of silence. And Gerald said to me, Allison, guess where Clint is? Clint is at the airport right now getting on a plane on his way to California. And to me, that was just so synchronistic. And so we're, we're here this week in California with Clint. Uh, yesterday, we got to meet with some amazing people. And my intuition yesterday, I got this thought, Allison, go meet with your friend Ash. We were in Beverly Hills meeting with some other friends and contacts here. And and so I did. I texted Ash right then and said, can we stop by in 10 minutes? He said, sure, anything for you. I love you, Ash. Is a dear friend of mine. When I first started speaking about soul intuition, it was Ash's event that I very first spoke at. He was such an instrument connecting me with so many amazing people. And as Gerald and I sat down in his office, he said, it's so crazy that you would text me. He said, just an hour ago, I was talking to somebody about you and wanting to reconnect with you. And that's when you texted me. And these are the kinds of things that will happen when you start listening more to your intuition. You'll notice a synchronicity. You'll notice that you're changing people's lives. You'll notice that you're changing your own life. Now, every single one of you listening here today has an experience, has a success story to share with your intuition. If you're saying to yourself right now, well, I don't have intuition. I don't have any of those stories. You're wrong. You do. You just need to look at them from a different light in a different way. Think hard, but think of at least one or two stories that you can write down right now, one or two experiences in your life where you've had success, where you've listened to your intuition and something amazing has happened. And then share those today. Start training your brain to feel successful when it comes to your intuition and when it comes to being intuitive. When we come back, we're going to have Lori Richen share some of her success stories with intuition and chime in on this. And we're going to learn more about how to accumulate that love and cultivate the love and how to be able to cultivate that empowerment feeling in your life. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Influencers lead, but on Twitter, they also follow. Check out what the influencers are saying and talk back to us with your great ideas. Follow the Voice America Influencers Channel on Twitter at VA Influencers. That's at VA Influencers and join in. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us today, we're talking about intuition. We're talking about the three emotions that you can cultivate that will help you to be able to foster more intuition and will be able to help you step into that intuitive part of yourself so those three emotions are, number one, success, number two, love, and number three, empowerment. Uh, I shared to, to start out with today a personal success story of mine about my engagement uh, over this past weekend and so thankful for my intuition that has led me uh, down this road to be here with my soulmate. I shared with you some other stories on when intuition was able to serve me or the people around me. And hopefully, as you listen to these stories, you were thinking about some of your own success stories with intuition. Success, it's so important that you take time to celebrate. I think so often in our lives, we have these goals or these accomplishments that we want to reach, and we forget to celebrate when we get there. We forget to celebrate when we have these moments along the way that are life-changing. Recently, Gerald and I had an experience where we decided to spend a day in meditation, and uh, before we began the day, we actually had a call with an accountability group through our Path to Power program. And during that call, I set the goal for the day to climb to the top of the ski hill right by our condo. And uh, then we went into this. We decided to do a day full of meditation. We spent all day in bed. About 6 o'clock in the evening, I'm looking out the window. I said, Gerald, I made this commitment. I need to go climb to the top of that ski hill. And, um, and so we got out of bed, we got dressed, and I don't know if any of you have tried this before, but when you're standing at the base of like a, a ski hill or a mountain, or you, you view it from even just a little distance away, it doesn't look as steep as it actually is. <laughs> well, this, uh, this ski hill was quite steep. And uh, we started climbing up, and it was much more difficult than I had anticipated. And we got near the top, and I was really tired. And so I said, Gerald, I just I need a break for a minute. So I sat down, and I said in, in an encouraging tone, trying to encourage myself, I said, oh, we're almost there. And he said, no, Allison, we're not almost there. We're here. Look around you. 
And what I hadn't even noticed until that moment was that we were sitting on the side of this beautiful mountain with this beautiful view and this crisp, fresh beginning of fall air. You noticed an eagle soaring nearby, a deer off in the woods that I hadn't even seen before, and, uh, and just the beauty all around me. And I think so often in life, even when we have these moments of intuition, we forget to celebrate it in this moment when I was so broken and graduating from my marriage and I sat on the top of the hill and I wrote a letter to myself from God, it could have been so easy to overlook that, to say, well, things are so difficult and so hard and that was a fine moment. But it was so beautiful. One of the reasons why that letter was so impactful for me is because I took a moment to celebrate my success, to celebrate the intuition download that I had. So, Lori, I would love to hear from you about some of the uh, intuitive moments you have. And for those of you who are new to the show, Lori Richens is a family first expert. She's a mother of seven children. Her seventh child just went off to college, so she's a recent empty nester. So, Lori, congratulations and also condolences. I know it's kind of hard to have an empty house. Uh, Lori ran for political office. Uh, she's uh, in the, the process of writing a book. She's an amazing healer and mentor has helped many, many people. And she also is a crucial part of this show. So, Lori, I'd love for you to share um, your a success story you've had with intuition. Well, Allison, I love that you wrote this book called Soul Intuition, correct? Is that the name of your book? Yes. Yes, because I just recently read um, a statement by a woman, I think it's a woman, Jidu Krishnamurti, and it said, intuition is the whisper of the soul. And I love the stories that you shared about the intuition that you've received. Mother's intuition for me is critical, especially with all the, the children that I've had over the years. And a woman named Joyce Brothers said this, she said, trust your hunches. They're usually based on facts filed away just below the conscious level. So there have been times over the years where I've had to trust my hunches. And I was visiting um, actually with a gentleman from one of the retreats that you and Gerald had put on in Utah. And this gentleman and I were talking about decisions that we make. And this was the conclusion that we came to. When making decisions, we need to have information go from our head to our heart, and then down to our gut. And a lot of people don't take that third step to get it down to your gut because your gut has a lot of information there that's really important. And so today you talked about the wonderful blessings that you've had in the time span that has passed that's allowed you to see that your trial has turned into this wonderful triumph as you soon are going to get married to um, Gerald. And I come from a background where I didn't know how God was going to turn this into a triumph because there were so many trials, and I come from severe abuse. One of the things I want to share is something that was really pivotal in helping me to realize that with our burdens come blessings. And I read a book one time. I've tried to find it, but um, I haven't been able to. But I want to share something that I learned that was really helpful. Basically, what they shared is people, especially children who come from trauma, they develop, and if I'm remembering correctly, um, this book was teaching that they develop extra dendrites in the brain. And what those dendrites do is they allow you to be more sensitive. They allow you to be more intuitive. 
And one of the things that can be burdensome with that is people can have, as adults, nervous breakdowns. They can have kind of short circuits, um, their, their nervous system. If they, um, you know, just have too much stimuli happening, you know what happens with post-traumatic syndrome. But the book talked about the blessings that come with trauma. If you learn how to manage your extra sensitivity and it actually used an example of say there are a bunch of elk at the top of a ridge and um, there's going to be an elk who kind of keeps his head up and he's watching out for danger that comes while the rest of the elk feed. Now, until you actually see danger, a lot of people don't respond, but the description was used that there were some elk in that tribe, in that group of animals that would actually sense danger before it ever had any evidence that it was coming, not just holding your head up and actually looking for it, but there's something inside that allows them to actually know it's coming before it ever occurs. And that's one of the things that I realized that I had. I had a deep intuition. I had a deep sensitivity because I come from trauma to where I can sense danger and I can sense things that are unsafe. So I just want to give three quick or one quick example of that. Three different occasions now, you know, we're hearing a lot about pedophilia and sex trafficking and things of that nature. And three times now I have actually, because I come from trauma myself, I know how men frame children. I know how um, children can be in vulnerable situations where I've actually looked at certain scenarios and I've said that person is not safe for children And I've given it a little bit of time, and every single time I've had evidence come to me that said that was true. But one time I was living um, in a neighborhood where I saw somebody and his behavior, I had some interaction with him, and his behavior looked very, very suspicious. And I thought, I have got to tell um, these friends of ours who live right next to them that that is the case, that you need to be really cautious of this person person is not potentially safe. And I did that. I acted on that intuition. I went to that house and this couple, this woman was so grateful because she had been having the same feeling and she needed a second witness. She needed somebody else to confirm what her feelings had been. So um, I have more than I'm going to share later in the show as you ask me um, about some experiences I've had and ways that we can enhance that intuition. But this is something really, really critical. It's very, very important that we trust our instincts, especially when it comes to mothers, that we act on them. And even if no one ever believes us, I love this. A statement said, trust your intuition. You don't need to explain or justify your feelings to anyone. You just trust your own inner guidance for it knows best. Mm, thank you so much, Lori. That's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, there have been times throughout my life where my intuition has also warned me from danger or has kept me safe in certain situations. A funny one that wasn't a real danger, but it taught me the power of my intuition, My what I call my spidey senses, <laughs> got all tingly. Uh, Gerald yeah. and I, we do a lot with the uh, Tony Robbins community, the, the Platinum Partner community. And one of the things that we would do, of course, before the whole COVID situation, Tony Robbins would have big, big events, right? And he'd have this elite group of people called the Platinum Partners that would come in um, that had, had uh, invested some, some money to be able to have certain benefits, certain time with Tony and things. Anyway, this group of people, we would do these parties uh, before events and then these where these people could get together and they could connect and collaborate. And then afterwards, we would uh, do masterminds. And 
one time we were in San Diego for this big event. We had got this beautiful house that somebody had owned on Coronado Island and in this quiet neighborhood, and we invited the Platts to come. And it was a beautiful time. We had music playing. It was probably like 10 at night or maybe 1030. Um, there were people up in the rooftop talking around the fire pit. There were people throughout the house, beautiful three-story house, um, very modern, new there in Coronado. Just just having a, a wonderful time. And all of a sudden, the Gerald, I just... We're not supposed to be here anymore. I just, I need to go. I don't have, like, I don't have a good feeling. We just need to go. And he's like, well, we're, we're hosting the party. Like, we can't just leave. What's going on? And I said, I don't know, but we just, we need to go. And um, about two minutes later, there was a knock on the door. It was the police. And even though we were being quiet, it was a very quiet neighborhood. It was a little bit later at night. One of the neighbors had called it. And the police had come to tell us that we needed to tone it down, which we did. But after they left, I felt just fine again. But it was interesting. My intuition was picking up on that maybe the uncomfortability of the neighbors or the fact that you know, the police were on their way. I thought, oh, okay, well, that's what it was. We got the situation taken care of, and now I'm fine. But um, your intuition will keep you safe. Your intuition will keep you safe. But here's where the second key comes in. So there's a difference when you're acting in fear. Remember, fear will actually prevent you from stepping into an intuitive space. And love will enhance your intuition. So what do you do in a situation where your intuition's warning you, right? Maybe there's danger. And, and this was something that I really had to learn because we're all born with the ability to be intuitive and sometimes we shut it off. You grow up, sometimes if you're an empath, you may feel or be more in tune with your intuition from a young age than somebody else may be, but we all have intuition. I want to put that right out there from the very beginning. There's nobody that's not intuitive. You have the ability to be intuitive. But as a young child, I was an empath and I felt a lot of things and I was very intuitive. So I just knew certain things or I felt certain things. But what happened was I stepped into and operated from fear mode, especially when I was right around 11 or 12. We moved houses. I had a lot of anxiety around that. I stepped in this place of fear, and I became very afraid. And it triggered some obsessive compulsive disorder in me that I eventually had to be medicated for for a short period of time. But then I struggled with anxiety clear until my early 30s because I would get these feelings, but I didn't, they weren't from a place of love. I would, they would be from a place of fear, and that fear caused anxiety, and that caused the what-if syndrome, right? What if this happened? What if that happened? What if, what if, what if? And one of the things I was really obsessive-compulsive about when I was a teenager right before I had to go onto medication as a, you know, 12, 13-year-old where I had some rabbits. And I remember um, right before we moved, I had this rabbit that I just loved so much, and one day this rabbit got sick. And I brought it inside and kept it in this little cage and I would take care of this rabbit. I wanted so badly for this rabbit to get better, but it didn't. It died. I was just devastated that this head of mine, this thing that I loved so much would die. There was nothing I could do to save it. So I became really worried about my rabbits and I'm wanting to keep them safe and protect them. Maybe it was my pre-maternal instincts kicking in. But when we moved into this rental house, it was a big shift in my life. It was a change. I was just starting junior high and I got so worried about my rabbits and so afraid. And I would go and obsessively check their cage every night. I would go and check the lock and I'd walk to a certain point in the sidewalk and go back and check it again, walk to a certain point. It was this whole routine that I developed that ended up being like an hour, an hour and a half long. 
And if I didn't do it, I just couldn't sleep because I was so worried about these rabbits. And anyway, even though I went on medication and got a little bit better, this kept perpetuating even as a mother. And what I noticed was that when I was in fear mode, all these what-ifs would come into my mind. And then I would think, well, is this my intuition? Is this something I really need to be worried about? Or is this just, you know, a fear that's coming out of nowhere? Is this just my anxiety? What is this? And then one day, somebody gave me this piece of advice that changed my life. Changed my life. Intuition, intuition comes from a place of love, not fear. And even if there's a potential danger, your intuition's warning you about something, you will not feel fearful if it's true intuition. You will feel a peace and a calmness about you, and you'll just have that trust and that knowing of what to do. And this started me on a mission to always be in a place of love. And what I noticed was that when I could be in that place of love, I didn't have to worry. Even if my intuition was warning me against something that was a potential danger or potential hazard, I wasn't worried. I had that love. And again, when there were certain things that came up, like that lady with the sugar cookies, I, I could have stepped in this place of fear after, after receiving the intuition of, well, what if she thinks I'm weird for dropping out the cookies? What if she's too busy? Well, I'm afraid she's not going to answer the door. But instead, I let go of that fear and coming in from a place of love. I love her. If I'm in a place of love and want to serve, what do I do? So there's an exercise that can help you step into that place of love. It's just really simple. I'm going to share it with you right now. And if you're listening, I want you just to close your eyes, unless you're driving. (laughs) If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, close your eyes. And I want you to think of a moment in time in which you felt completely loved or which you felt complete love. Some of the moments that I go back to are the moment my first child was born, when I first held her in my arms and she looked into my eyes. I felt so much love for her. And and again, through the birth of each of my children, I'll go back to that moment when I first held them in my arm. I felt so much love and so much gratitude. The moment on the the beach in Malibu, I remember Gerald walked me down through these tiki torches down when we were in Malibu last time, or not Malibu, um, Maui, sorry, Maui, Hawaii, down this path of tiki torches to the beach and professed his love to me the moment he knelt down on one knee and said he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. Those are moments where I felt complete love and gratitude. And I want you just to take yourself to a moment when you felt that. Allow that love to return to your body like it was in that moment. Allow that gratitude to return to your body. Imagine right now being in that moment and pay attention to how your body feels. And just place your hand where you feel this the most. Maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's your stomach. Maybe it's your head. Just put your hand on that part of the body. Take a deep breath in through your nose and just breathe out through your mouth. Good. Another deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. I want you to memorize this feeling and memorize the sensation of the hand on your body and know that anytime you place this hand on this part of your body, that you'll be brought back to this moment of love. Go ahead and remove your hand. I want you to practice this a couple of times throughout the day. Just know that when you're starting to get in that place of fear, anxiety, just place your hand on that part of your body and take yourself right back into that moment of love. 
And if you're getting a thought or a thought that there may be danger, that something may be wrong, and you're wondering, is it your intuition or is it anxiety? (laughs) Put your hand on that part of your body. Take a couple of deep breaths. Step into that place of love and you'll know. You'll absolutely know. When we come back, we're going to talk about the third emotion that will help you to be able to access your intuition. That's empowerment. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Soul Intuition. Today's show is all about the emotions or the things that we can do to help us to be able to grow our intuition or step more fully into that intuitive place. We talked about the importance of success and acknowledging and celebrating the successes that you have intuitively so you can train that subconscious brain to recognize yourself as an intuitive being so that you can step more into that place of intuition. Uh, we've talked about the feeling of love and, and the real power that you have when you're able to come from a place of love and not fear and tapping into your intuition and, and use those practices, the practice for celebration is just to take a moment to celebrate when you have an intuitive win, when you tap into your intuition, when it helps you in some way, shape, or form to share that with other people. It will not only help train your brain to acknowledge you as a success as, as an intuitive, but will also inspire other people. I think of how inspired I was. Lori and I were just talking over break, and I said, Lori, thank you so much for sharing your story on intuition because that inspired something in me. And then for love, just Remember that all you need to do is 
place your hand on that part of your body that will take you back to that place and that moment of complete love and gratitude and then operate from that space and not a space of fear. And then the third emotion is empowerment. It's a really simple exercise you can do to get you in an empowered state, but think of this. Think about the last time that you felt really depressed. Think about the last time that you felt like you were worthless or you couldn't do anything right. That is not a place to access your intuition from. If you're at a level one or a level two, if we're talking about a level one to 10, the level one's completely depressed and you feel powerless and second victim and level 10 is a place where you feel like you can do and accomplish anything where you recognize the divinity within you. If you're at a level one or level two and you're trying to tap into your intuition and you're just thinking about all the things you've done wrong and all the things that aren't right in your life and you're feeling so sorry for yourself, you aren't going to be able to access that subconscious brain, that part of your brain that knows no limits, that knows no boundaries. So it's really important to be able to know how to get yourself into a state of empowerment. Now, I want to say this too. It's okay to feel sad sometimes. It's okay to feel like you've done something wrong. Like you're going to feel those emotions. Those are okay. But if we stay stuck in those, that's where we lose the ability to access our intuition. That's where we step into victimhood. That's where we step into fear. That's where things in our life just aren't going right. And I totally experienced that uh, and was blessed with the gift of that moment in my life when I was just depressed, laying there in bed, not knowing what to do not knowing if I should end my marriage or not, feeling completely depressed. In that moment of desperation, saying a prayer, just feeling that beam of sun on my face, which empowered me enough to get out of bed, which empowered me enough to access my intuition, which empowered me enough to go climb to the top of the mountain, which empowered me enough to write a letter, which made me feel even more empowered. So as I walked down the mountain, I became determined to follow through on those action steps. So it is a cycle that will help you. But there's so many things you can do to empower yourself. Here's a couple ideas. Number one, have a morning ritual. Have something that you can do that's going to get you from a level one to a level 10. Many of you know that we have a process with our um, legendary group called Soul Activation where every single morning we have a group of people that hop on a call for 15 minutes, do some breathing exercises, uh, do a visualization, be able to step into that empowered state to get their day started right. So find a group or find your own ritual that works for you in the morning. Uh, One of the things that we can do right now, and this is something that I can do Uh, with you on this very radio show. In fact, you can do it with me if you are able to, if you aren't driving right now. Um, But that is to stand in a power pose. So just stand with your feet hip-width apart. So stand up right now if you're sitting down. Stand with your feet hip-width apart and just stretch your arms out to the sky. Put your palms up towards the sky, fingers spread wide, chest roll back, shoulders roll back, chin up, and put a smile on your face. This is a power pose. Smile. Feel that empowerment. Feel all that love and gratitude and flow and abundance from the universe right now that is waiting out there for you. And they've actually done a study. Stay in this pose while I share the study with you. Just breathe. Just smile up, shoulders up, chest up. In this power pose, they actually did a study at Harvard, and they found that people that sit in this power pose for two to five minutes a day actually release a little dose of testosterone in your body. Not the kind that's going to make you grow chest hair, women, but the kind that will help you increase confidence. And they took a group of students and they took half of the students and had them stand in this power pose before going into a job interview. They took the other half of the students, equally qualified, equal amounts of education, had them do nothing differently and go into the job interview. And then they asked the interviewer, if you were to pick half of these people, which half would you pick? And he picked the very half that stood in the power pose. 
So this will empower you not only uh, to be more confident for yourself, but that confidence will be able to be perceived by others around you. So simply stand in this power pose for a couple minutes each day. So again, three emotions, success, love, empowerment. There's three exercises I shared with you today. Do those exercises. You're going to be able to access your intuition so much better and and, and to a greater degree. So, Lori, I would love for you to weigh in and and hear your ideas on how you've been able to grow and enhance your intuitive ability as well. Yes, these tips are going to be really critical for your audience members as far as enhancing their intuition and helping them to stay very sensitive without going into overload. So, the very first thing that I want to talk about is the, the first T is take care of yourself. I have discovered that people who are empaths or people who are highly intuitive tend to be more prone to anxiety or depression, and you have completely fallen into that category, and you've learned to kind of capture your gifts without having it overwhelm you now, but people need to know that there's a tendency for that, so there's a book called Sixth Sense that's very helpful that um, teaches the importance of taking care of yourself and how you eat. Carbs can actually make you more anxious. Carbs can make you feel kind of floaty at times for people like you and me who are intuitive. So you want to eat foods that are more grounding and you also want to do um, body work that can help to um, help your body to feel calmer and more composed. So I go to massages or I go to energy workers and that helps me a lot. The second T is to trust those instincts. You can have senses before you ever see, like the story that I shared about the elk. That is the capacity that I have. I often can sense things long before I have evidence. And the third T is to then take that information to transform you. Now, what I ended up doing is I eventually became a body language advisor and an energy worker, and a lot of that intuitive sense that I instinctively had now enhances my work, and I use those gifts to bless my clients and my family. The the fourth is to teach or transfer that information, that in that intuitive sensibility that you have. And so I've taught my children how to be more sensitive to those instinctive feelings that they have and how to listen to the spirit and how to be more inspired as well. And the last thing that I want to wrap up this section with is to recognize that our trials are a blessing. For me, the trauma that I experienced as a child ended up giving me gifts. And once I, once I learned how to manage the pain and the suffering and recognize that there were so many pearls in that pain, then I recognize these other gifts that came with the package that I once had. It's what I call a compensation package. So for anyone out there who might have been exposed to trauma on some level, I want to encourage them to recognize that there is no way a God in heaven allows difficulties without blessings to come with them. So search for them, write them down, or have a conversation with someone to identify what those gifts are so that you can recognize that you've been blessed with your burdens. So thank you, Allison. This has been an excellent topic, and I, I'm sure it's going to bless those who've been listening. Mm, thank you so much, Lori. If there's one thing I want you to take away from this today is that you are an intuitive being. You have the ability to access that full intuition, and that intuition is the key to unlocking that roadmap that you have, the key to 
unlocking that blueprint that you have inside of you for your own success and happiness. And there is no one size fits all answer for everybody. And it's when you're in those space of confusion and not knowing what to do and feeling like you don't have clarity about something, that's the most important time for you to, to go inward, to take time to meditate, to take time to go on a hike, to take time to listen. Uh, one of my favorite quotes recently this month that I've been sharing is by Mark Twain. He said, wisdom comes from a lifetime of listening when we would have rather been talking. And of course, that's listening to other people, but I want to just take a moment and apply that to intuition as well. So often we have this self-chatter in our head, this self-talk in our head. And we talk to ourselves all the time, right? You, you notice that. You talk to yourself all the time in your head. How often do you really listen? How often do you really listen to yourself? When's the last time that you just set aside 10 or 15 minutes of quiet pondering the last time that you asked a question and just sat in stillness and listened for the answer? If you think about the greatest thought leaders of our era, the people that I admire the most are not the people that are the busiest. They aren't the people that live a life where they're working from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. They're the people that have developed a life where they can listen where they can meditate, where they can ponder. And then they're willing to share that wisdom with others. They're willing to use their intuition in a way that would impact the world to a greater degree. So just take time today. (laughs) Remember the successes you've had with your intuition. Put yourself into that state of love. Remember that time when you felt totally loved. Maybe stand in your power pose for a couple of minutes. And then just sit and listen, and you'll find all the answers you're looking for. For those of you who are wanting more information on intuition, who want to learn more about the the three negative emotions, the three positive emotions that will help you to be able to grow your intuition, then please send me an email, and I'd love to have you join one of our classes, our Soul Intuition Workshops, where we dive even deeper into this. Come with your questions. Come with the things that you're confused on. You're going to find so much clarity there. If you're interested in this, you can just go ahead and email me, allison at soulintuition.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N at soulintuition.com, S-O-U-L intuition.com. Just let me know you're interested in attending one of our upcoming workshops, and I'll send you the information on that. If you mention that you heard it here on the the radio show, you can just be my guest. I'm going to go, go ahead and give you a free ticket. So mention that you heard it here on the radio show. And uh, follow Lori on Facebook, too, Lori Richens. She is such a wise mother and a wise soul. Uh, She has lots of wisdom to share with the world. Um, Lori, it's just Lori Richens on Facebook. Is that correct? Correct. Lori Richens. Follow her on Facebook. And I hope you have an amazing week, an empowered week to tap into your intuition. And I would love to hear your success stories. Please use that same email, allison at soulintuition.com. If you have success stories you want to share with me, I would love to hear those. And until next week, I'm Allison Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Spotlight. 
Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.